Z1077 welcomes you to Up Close, a weekly public affairs program presented by Z1077 News. You're invited to call in with your questions and comments. Our call-in number is 366-8471. Now, your host for Up Close, Gary Danielle. Well, thank you, Mr. Announcer, wherever you are, and welcome to the Z1077 Up Close show for this Friday, St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, 2017. Our producer is the lovely Etika Gonzalez, and our phone number for you to call and participate is 760-366-8471. The Z1077 Up Close Show is a special presentation of Z1077 News, presented in the public interest, and good morning. Uh, going to throw some stuff at you. Uh, uh, we've got some issues here locally. and what else, Whatever else you'd like to talk about, we're wide open today at 760-366-8471. Interesting, uh, this week, the Yucca Valley Planning Commission started their discussion on the prohibition of marijuana in the town limits. And it was very interesting watching some of the Facebook response to that, which went on and on. There's literally hundreds of comments. But people were talking about the benefits or not benefits of, of marijuana. I don't think they quite understand what the Planning Commission is doing. The Planning Commission has been told by the City Council to come up with an ordinance that would prohibit all commercial marijuana uses within the town. It's not do we want it or not. It's come up with an ordinance that will prohibit it. The City Council's will is that they prohibit City Council. So the Yucca Valley Planning Commission is not talking about whether or not marijuana should be allowed. They're coming up with the ordinance that will prohibit it, period. Your comment about that, 760-366-8471. Of interest, and I, I, I just have to repeat this quote to you because having grown up in the in the sixties, <laughs> this is absurd. I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat this um, word for word testimony that was given at that meeting this week. Those who do not remember the past are doomed to repeat it. An old joke about the sixties. If you remember the sixties, you weren't there. Well, I was there, and I remember the sixties. I remember hundreds of thousands of people smoking pot in parks, nude, and having sex. I remember widespread drug use. It was not a good time. We lost an entire generation of young people to drugs, and the effects are still being felt today. Never again, never again. I grew up in the 60s. In fact, I grew up in Southern California in the 60s, and I I never in my ever life saw hundreds of thousands of people smoking pot in parks, nude and having sex. I I just, I never saw that. And I was in the thick of it, believe me. Uh, He may be talking about Woodstock, uh, there was hundreds of thousands of people there, but not necessarily <laughs> nude and having sex. I'm not quite sure where that came from, but that goes back to the stereotype. They are just absolutely playing up on the stereotype of marijuana use. Oh, the hippies do that. Uh, it has changed a lot. Uh, the state of California, the people of the state of California, have voted in favor of legalizing recreational use of marijuana. But our very, very conservative city council and town council in Yucca Valley and Torrey Palms continue to fight, fight, fight against it. I don't get it. There's potentially thousands, if not millions of dollars in taxes to be made for those cities. People who want marijuana will just go to Desert Hot Springs to get it. Once again, passing up an opportunity. Uh, I have watched both the town of Yucca Valley, the city of 29 Palms, 
pass up opportunity after opportunity after opportunity uh, be, because of some antiquated stereotypical thinking. And I, I just think they need to educate themselves on what's happening in the real world. Uh, your comment at 760-366-8471. Uh, again, I grew up in the 60s. I grew up in Southern California in the 60s. And I don't ever seen hundreds of thousands of people smoking part, spot in parks nude and having sex, okay? That's, that didn't happen. I don't know where this guy came from. but uh, And I remember the 60s quite well because I grew up there. I, was, uh, I, was, I grew up in Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara High School, class of 1969. So that was indeed my generation. And uh, it, uh, was there widespread marijuana? Yep. And there still is. And it hasn't stopped. I suspect it's probably even more now than it was then, because then it was a generational thing. Now it seems to be intergenerational, because you have people like me in our 60s who grew up uh, around that and don't really think it's that big a deal. But apparently they think it's the end of civilization as we know it. I wonder if this guy watched the recent showing of Reefer Madness at the Bijou Theater in Yucca Valley before he testified. 760-366-8471 for the Z1077 Up Close Show. And Jody, you are on the radio. Good morning. Yeah, top of the morning to you, sir. Top of the morning to you. Jody O'Gadden. Yeah, I don't... I, I, I agree. It's like, what the heck are they thinking? It's like, okay... So, what, do we recall the town council now? Just, I mean, because, and like you said, they're, they're passing up millions of dollars. I think the town council has, has become insulated. Uh, I mean, the town council members are talking to their friends, to their people in their circle. And I think if they were to reach out a little bit to people who are not within their social circle, I think they may found they may find that there are people who uh, think that, that that is antiquated. I believe it's stereotypical thinking. It does not reflect what's happening in modern. Again, the the quote from the '60s. I remember hundreds of thousands of people smoking pot in parks, nude and having sex. Yeah. I, again, I grew up in Southern California in the '60s, uh, and I'm one of the few people who do not claim to have gone to Woodstock. Right. And yes, in Woodstock, there were thousands of people who one place smoking pot. Uh, but that was a generational thing, and I, I just I just think that's a, a stereotypical scare tactic used uh, to make people think it's you know back in the fifties and sixties when it was right. really for So, so what that, do so. we do to get uh, 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 medical marijuana well, in? Uh, again, let's go back to what the what the town planning commission was doing. They were not talking about whether or not to have it. The town council has asked them, has directed them. Okay, understand the planning commission works under instruction from the town council. Town council has the final word. They were instructed to come up with an ordinance that would prohibit all commercial marijuana uses within the town and regulate personal use and cultivation of recreational marijuana. So not discussing whether they want it or not. They're forming an ordinance that will prohibit it. That's their instruction. So what do we do about it? Well, people have to go to meetings. What happens? Everybody sits on their hands and waits and, and, and makes opinions, but they don't go to these meetings. And if they don't go to the meetings, then the town council, I mean, at that particular meeting, for example, 35 people were there, 28 spoke in favor of the ordinance prohibiting it, only seven smoke, spoke against that ordinance. Okay, So the people who are against it are calling each other. They're within their same social circles. Hey, let's go, you know, they're going, okay? 
people who are in favor of it aren't going. So what does the town council see? They see 28 people to want to prohibit it, seven people who don't. Guess what they're going to vote on? Yep. So you've got to become politically active. If you if there's something you feel strongly about, and we publicize it, that's the reason we do it right. on on our news, so, so people know uh, what is being decided by those people who they voted to represent them. Um, you know, one of the things about local news, and Z1077 takes it very seriously, is the decisions that are being made by your water boards, your CSDs. Your city council, your town council affect your life. Yep. And we feel that by giving what is going to be discussed in advance, we every day before the meeting, we we announce what is going to be talked about that night. That's why they're required by law to post an agenda. So the citizens who are affected by those things they're discussing can go to the meeting and give their opinion. People don't go. They don't go till something's passed. They, they put in a new tax. They make a decision not to have marijuana. Now they're all up in arms. Yep. It's too late. You, you, should, you, you, know, you got to give them their opinion. They don't know. That was the same thing you saw, they would, did last year with the uh, vote of uh, uh, medical marijuana use. It was, it was uh, flat out rejected because nobody went. Nobody went. Nobody went and voted. Yeah. You, know, you had this petition where... All these people brought it up, and okay, so it's, it's on there now, but them same people that yeah. brought it up didn't go. So to, to defend the city council, uh, even though they've, they've already put their heads against any marijuana in the town of Yuck Valley, um, they are not being given at their official meetings opposition to that. Right. So without opposition, that's what they're going to vote for. Yeah. Again, 28 people spoke about in favor of an ordinance – Prohibiting marijuana use, only seven people talked pro-marijuana. Wow. So you're a city councilman. How are you going to vote? Exactly that way. Yeah. I mean, you're going to go with the majority. I, I think they're missing a bet. I think they're missing tax dollars. I mean, here we are. We just put a 1.5% sales tax uh, that is going to pay for infrastructure. How much money would have come in from taxing marijuana? I think it's 15% they're going to tax retail marijuana. <laughs> Man, we know a lot of these roads could use some repairs. Yeah. You know, the legalization of marijuana has transformed Desert Hot Springs yeah. from a, a struggling community with a bad crime problem. Um, they, they hired a very, very sharp chief of police who happens to be a friend of mine, yeah. Dale Mondry, who's cleaning it up. They've got money now to pay for law enforcement. They've got money now to pay for emergency services. They've got money to pay for infrastructure, roads, pipes, water. And that's all coming from the marijuana industry to Desert Hot Springs. Yep. But and right I, next to Desert Hot Springs is Yucca Valley. There are several people that go down there to purchase their stuff. Right. Like, yeah. it, so, and they're getting the tax dollars from it. And they're getting the tax dollars. All right, Jody, thanks for calling. All right, buddy. All right, bye-bye. Bye. May, you're on the radio. Good morning. Well, good morning, Gary. I don't you know if you remember me, but I had spoken to you about a month ago on uh, this very issue. Uh-huh. And uh, my husband and I are going to be retiring there in Yucca Valley. And uh, I follow, uh, well, I listen to your show every day, and I also listen to the Up Close show every single Friday. Now, where, where are you looking? Well I do remember your call. listening to all of the town meetings online. And I do remember your call. May, where are you calling from? At Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C., listening to us online. Okay. And uh, so I, I I know that they're going to uh, 
keep it open to public co uh, comments on this particular issue. I think uh, they're going to address it again at the May 9th meeting. That is correct. Uh, correct. Yeah. And uh, we're going to settlement on April 26th, and I hope I can get there in time to go to that meeting and certainly testify. Um, in in defense of the council a little bit, though, when they began to comment on what they had heard previously from the citizens, uh, they didn't seem as though they were gung-ho about eliminating it. They want to really look into it before they would uh, go against it. Uh, they don't seem to be 100% willing to give up the tax dollars, so I was happy to hear that. I think the thing that was most disheartening to me is uh, hearing the same things about children being exposed yeah. um, and, and making it sound as if, you know, you're just a bottom-of-the-barrel criminal if you're using it, that you're going to be buying it and selling it to their children. All right, fine. If they don't want to have the dispensaries there, but they have to realize the money that they're going to be giving up when they do that. Also, I don't see any harm in having uh, deliveries there. I don't see if, if they're having dispensaries, one or two, that are not open to the public, that are making deliveries in the Morongo Basin, how does that affect anyone there's a um, there's a lot of delivery services in the morongo basin they actually have their own website yes i know i saw that yeah. all right now i was pleased to see that yeah. um because i thought all right not always would i have to go down the hill um but i am disheartened that they aren't going to be partaking of any of that money and and a lot of the reasons that they give are very very antiquated it's very reefer madness kind of thing um, I, I heard Willie Nelson comment once in an interview. They said he said that if marijuana were that harmful, uh, he is certainly the canary in the coal mine. <laughs> that would yeah. be the proof of it. Yeah. And I can say that I also am a canary in the coal mine. I've never been a stereotypical stoner. I am educated. I had a very good job, a couple of very good jobs. I worked as a government contractor for many, many years. I have a, uh, a civilian commendation, commendation rather, from a very large government agency that will remain nameless. And, uh, you know, I worked very, very hard all my life, and I have osteoarthritis, and I would prefer not to use um, any prescription analgesics to treat it if I can afford to do that. You know, I I would very, very much like to try something other than the drug. All right, May. I appreciate your call. And uh, what's the weather like in Washington, D.C. today? Well, actually, it's warmed up a little bit, Gary, but we did get some snow the other day and it was freezing the other night. But this is March. So how it the, goes up how, and well, down. How are the cherry blossoms? Oh, the cherry blossoms. They're looking a little wilted. They're hoping <laughs> that we'll have a full bloom because the uh, we had a, a run of warm weather, and then we had the snow show up. Right, yeah. But uh, at any rate, I'm, I'm happy to talk to you again, Gary, and uh, we are looking forward to arriving in Yucca Great. Valley next month. I'm going to try to make it to that meeting. Um, I would like for them to at least consider 
the deliveries, not eliminating the deliveries. I don't see how that is going to be harming children. I really, really don't. Not when you have to have not only accommodation, but a card. Um, San Bernardino, I believe, has it set up that you can register with them to be tax exempt on the purchases, if, if I'm recalling that correctly. And, uh, you know, I just want to come and be a good citizen there, and I hope I'm not judged because I am a user. I think many of the people are not coming out because of the stigma attached to it. Right. They may have friends that don't partake of cannabis, and they don't want them to know that they do. They don't want to speak publicly about it is what I'm thinking, and I understand there are a lot of seniors that use cannabis, and perhaps they don't want to know, want their friends to know that they're using it. Well, you know, so, if, I, uh, if I'm taking a medication for something, I'm not going to wear a badge saying, you know, I, I take <laughs> blood pressure medication, I take this, I take that, I take that. So that's not something you wear on your sleeve. Maybe we're supposed to get tie-dye T-shirts or something. Right. Well, that particular <laughs> medication, though, can carry a stigma yeah. with it. I All right. Imagine. All right, May, I appreciate your call. I look forward to your moving to Yucca Valley from Washington, D.C. Okay, thank right. you, Mr. Daniel. You have a great day. All right, bye-bye. Bye. 760-366-8471 for the Z1077 Up Close Show. We'll take a quick little break. We'll right back with more. Those of you on hold, be patient. We'll be back in about two whole minutes. Hard money. It's a term I've come to realize many people don't understand. This is Patty Brown, the loan lady, a.k.a. the Queen of Green. I specialize in this type of real estate loan. Typically, the money is loaned by local, private individuals. Who can use this type of loan? People looking to flip properties, buy vacation rentals, contractors, or someone who has a house that just can't qualify for a traditional loan. Another great thing? Loans are based on the equity in your property, not your credit score. Don't let your damaged credit stop you from calling. Just pick up the phone. The Loan Lady, 365-7003. BRE number 0117091, NMLS number 358100. Gather your family and friends and come share the luck of the Irish. Bistro 29 is celebrating St. Patrick's Day this Friday the 17th. Enjoy corned beef and cabbage, boiled potatoes, and Irish soda bread, along with a great selection of Irish libations. Bistro 29 always offers a diverse menu with something new. Join them for Sunday brunch, 9 to 2. The Burrito Bowl special is new on the lunch menu. Or a build-your-own pasta dish on Wednesdays. Bistro 29, located on the highway in downtown 29 Palms. Life is so hectic. Who has time for hairstyling? You need that easygoing look without the effort. Great Clips is making looking good easy and affordable. Everyday haircuts at Great Clips are just $14. And there are discounts for active duty military, kids, and seniors. At Great Clips, there's no need for an appointment. You can just walk in or check in online for no waiting. Just go to greatclips.com. Great Clips is open every day in the Dollar Tree Center, Yucca Valley. It's gonna be great. You need a car, but financing has you worried? Route 62 Auto Sales can finance anybody. 100% guaranteed credit approval. There's a big selection of pre-owned vehicles and extended warranties are available. Stop by Monday through Saturday or Sunday by appointment. On the far west end of the highway in Yucca Valley, just look for the yellow canopies. You can drive off with a new car and a full tank of gas when you mention you heard the ad on Z1077. That's right, everyone will be approved at Route 62 Auto Sales. It is... Just that easy. And 
time that is 1024 on a just gorgeous Friday morning, March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day on Z1077. I'm Gary Dino, and you're listening to the Z1077 Up Close Show. We go right back to the telephones and those who have been very patient. And Patrick, you are on the radio. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning. How are you doing today? Fine. Your comment today, Patrick. Yeah, I'm actually uh, a cultivator. Um purchased a lot in Desert Hot Springs last year. We just got our CUP uh, for construction and conditional use of our cultivation facility. I just wanted to mention what taxes we're paying currently. Um, our minimum minimum annual tax on the square footage that we're doing is about $475,000 and that's just the minimum. That doesn't include the sales tax. So Desert Hot Springs so, actually taxes you by the square footage of your of your cultivation? Yeah, you'll yeah. be taxed. The first 3,000 square feet is $25. Anything above that is $10 per square foot. Um, our 50,000 square foot facility ranges in around the 475,000. We're also, we'll be employing about 50 to 60 people, um, full-time employment. Um, these people get benefits. We're making a huge investment. It's about a $6 million investment into our facility. We tried to do that to Yucca Valley. Actually bought a house here. I live in Hermosa Beach, but I bought a house here a year and a half ago in anticipation that maybe Yucca Valley would do it. Um, they didn't like it better here than Desert Hot Springs. <laughs> now, so but, your, um, your operation is paying about $475,000 in taxes a year to the city of Desert Hot Springs, but you are one of how many? Well, there's probably... And in the Can Association, which is the association of all the landowners for cultivation, there's probably about 30 members. So 30? Every, wow. Almost every single lot um, in the cultivation zone has been sold. And it's under the CEP process. There's probably five or six that are already uh, breaking ground. There's a couple already doing operations. Um, but my point is, there's there's more than just that. You know, our, our permit fee, our building permit fee is over $200,000. So there's a lot of money that we're actually putting into DHS. So that money I could have put here in Yucca Valley. And, um, you know, it's a shame that they're limiting or trying to prohibit this thing. You know, I'm not, I wasn't born in the 60s, <laughs> uh, born in the 70s. So I don't, uh, you know, have that uh, recollection of everybody going around smoke pot getting naked. Well, I I was, and I and that didn't happen. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there was a party here and there, but it wasn't generally. (laughs) There was no public nudity and public sex going on. Yeah, it's it's a shame because you know the way that it's structured, um, it's very regulated. You know, the chief uh, comes to our meetings. Um, he's very, the chief of police is very interested in, in what we do and how we do it, along with the fire department. Um, they're, they're, we're helping develop these regulations um, that will allow safe and sane cultivation and distribution for the product. Um, you know, I had a dispensary there, sold it. Um, it got saturated because, you know, they let 14 or 15 in. You know, I was like the third one. Um, but we got out of that. And, you know, we focused on the cultivation. And it, it's just amazing how much money that the city is going to be making off of us. And we're just one person. We're just one little dot. They're talking about the city's at least making 20 to $21 million a year just on um, the square footage taxes. That doesn't include the sales tax. And the, is, and the sales tax, what, 15%? An astronomical number. Yeah. So. 
Wow. All right, Patrick. Well, we appreciate you uh, contributing today, and uh, good luck with your venture down in Desert Hot Springs. Sounds like you have it well in hand. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 760-366-8471 for the Z1077 Up Close Show. And Julian, you're on the radio. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going, Gary? It's going great. What a nice day, huh, Julian? Yeah, Yeah. it is. Hey, my comment is I'm going to stay on the subject today. Um, again, I think it's uh, what I uh, I believe it's the haves versus the have-nots here uh, in the Morongo Basin or Morongo Valley. I mean, uh, Yucca Valley, it's the same thing. Uh, those people that can afford uh, to go to the doctor and without... Uh, buying the cheap marijuana well uh, those are the people that are against it and it kind of reminds me of the same thing out in uh in mississippi the um um the the uh alcohol uh wet counties and dry counties uh in the sense that the same the the people that have the dry counties um uh, they don't sell them alcohol. Your but, phone's uh, ringing, Julian. By, but by God, they go right next to the, to the next county, to the wet county across the line, and buy the alcohol. This is the same same type of people, and uh, some of them are, uh, uh, or many of them are the uh, people that uh, go to the churches, including the uh, the pastors. So this is basically the uh, the same issue here. The, the people that that are going to vote against it. They're going to be a little bit hypocrite and go drive down the desert hot springs and uh, get the marijuana and come back. So that's my comment for today. All right, Julian, I appreciate that. Thanks. You're welcome. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Samuel, you're on the radio. Good morning. Yes, uh, good morning, Gary. I'm a little bit nervous, so if I make a mistake or two there, please uh, accept my apology. Nothing I'm to be nervous about, about, Samuel. You're with you're, you're with friends here. Uh, okay, then, yeah, my, my call is regarding it's too bad that Obama or Trump doesn't think the way of, say, for instance, if we have health care, if a person is in this country legally or illegally, if they have an income, you know, from $100 to $20,000, like for the health insurance, why can't they pay $10 a month? And if it's 2000 if it's twenty thousand and one dollar to forty thousand, twenty dollars a month, and from forty thousand one dollar to sixty thousand dollars, forty dollars a month, and so far and and so far on up the scale, and regardless of who's rich or who's poor, why can't it be done that way where people in this country can really understand what's going on? So just make a, a simple percentage of income. Yes, yeah. just make it that way instead of these tricks and things there that's going on that you can't get Democrats or Republicans there to, you know, seem to agree with. Yeah, there's, there's so much political posturing going on and political gotchas. And I, I'm, you know, I if you've listened to me at all, Samuel, I'm anti-political party. I believe the people we vote to represent should represent their constituency and not their political party. But unfortunately, the political parties uh, control the process, and we are the victims of that. Yeah, I see. And so that we're just always going to continue to have problems there while the country just gets worse and worse. 
That's, a, that's an honest observation, Samuel, and I appreciate your call today. Okay. All right. Thank you, Gary. Have uh, a nice day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. 760-366-8471 for the Z1077 Up Close Show. And Robert, good morning. You're on the radio. Hi, Gary. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I was just calling you guys are talking about marijuana. Um, do you know that it's hemp that makes our dollar bill? Local and state governments. He's blackmailing them. All I'm saying is to say Trump wants to do away with meals on wheels is one of those political gotcha terms, and it's not true. Well, I don't know. They're saying now that not only are 24 million people going to lose their uh, Medi-Cal coverage, but uh, when it kicks in, another 20 million are going to lose it. Wait they're a saying, well, it's not that many people, but Joe? the elderly that are going to get hurt by all of this. Joe, you just shifted gears from Meals on Wheels to healthcare. There's two yeah, entirely... It's all, connect- it's all connected. No, it's not. It is connected because the military <laughs> budget's insane that he wants. That, that's uh, another... Now that, that we got to another free. subject. Let's, let's come back to Meals on Wheels. Yeah, a lot of people depend on it. If they lose it, they're going to have to go back and live... Uh, you know, in an old age home somewhere instead of, uh, you know. But if you actually if you actually understand the process, Meals on Wheels is not a program administered by the federal government. Yeah, I know, but they back it up. They back up a lot of stuff. They, they want He wants to take away uh, public broadcasting, for Christ's sake. Give me a break. Oh, you mean my competitors who get paid by the government and I've got to compete with them Are on the private like market? I think PBS has lots of great stuff on. They do have a lot of great stuff on. They do. But do you, you know, know this is crazy, stop, stop, Joe, listen to me what percentage of the pbs budget comes from the federal government uh, i have no idea seven tenths of one percent yeah but why why do they even bring it up <laughs> why do they even bring this up you know it's just cultural wars left over it from the is and this is all political this is, you know they take they take the latest clip and they, they blast it on the cable news channels for two days and they go on to the next thing they blast it but if you really understand the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, PBS, does receive funding from the government, but not as much funding to affect their survival. They'll be fine. Most of their money comes from donors. I just see, I just see, I just see Trump is balancing his budget on the backs of the, like the, the weakest people. You know, the people are really, really the most vulnerable. Old now, people, Joe, young people, Joe, did, people, don't, immigrants, Joe, you, know, you name it, man. Joe, people really don't have any defense. Joe. Don't misunderstand me. I am not defending Trump. All I'm right. saying is that what you, he's going to do away with public broadcasting. No, he's not. He's going to do away with Beatles on Wheels. No, he's not. They will lose some of their funding, but the programs will not be eliminated. This is what they're saying. But, you know, everything's, everything's like on a wing of the prayer anyway these days. Any cut in funding is going to be, like, really detrimental. I, I don't disagree with you. All I'm saying is it's not existential for those organizations. Okay. I don't know, man. Well, well, the proof's in the pudding. We'll see. All right. Thanks for calling. I appreciate okay, it. Okay, bye. All right. 7603, they take these little taglines, going to do away with meals on wheels. No, they're not. Okay, but that's the the little quote that you hear now that becomes part of the the, the, the cable news cycle. It's, they beat it to death, and they beat it to death, and they beat it to death, until pretty soon you and I believe it. Okay. They're not. Is it going to affect it? Yes. It's going to make it a little more difficult. It's going to go away? No, it's not going to go away. Especially they talk about they're going to 
do away with PBS. If you look at the PBS budget, the percentage of PBS budget budget that comes from the federal government is very, very small. Will it affect them? Yes. Will it put them out of business? Hell no. Okay. There are some great PBS stations out there. I'm a big fan of KCRW. I listen, I listen to them every day. They do some great work. I'm a news person by trade. I'm a journalist. And KCRW does some really, really good journalism. KPCC does some really, really good journalism. But the largest bulk, over 90% of their funding comes from listeners and donors. That's why they have those fundraisers constantly. That's where it comes from. Does some of it come from the federal government? Yes. But it's not going to do away with them. That's a misnomer. Again, picked up to do political gotcha. We're going to do a little gotcha. We'll take this little, they're going to do away with our favorite radio station. No, they're not. Okay. <laughs> and again, as a, as a person in private business, I have to run a radio station based on, on, on product and taking care of my employees. I don't get any money from the government, but I compete with PBS for listeners. Is that right? So there's two sides to that story. 760-366-8471. Carrie, you're on the radio. Good morning. Hi, good morning. And your comment today? Uh, yes, I just tuned in, and I heard you referencing a town hall meeting, and I was wondering when and where is that town hall meeting taking place? Uh, there's not a town hall meeting. It's a Yucca Valley Planning Commission meeting. And yeah, and I, I don't have the date in front of me, but I believe it's the first Tuesday in May. April. Tuesday in May. I, 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 again, check check town hall because I don't have that in front of me, and I don't want to give bad information. Okay. It's very All easy. Right. It's Yucca Valley. I think Yucca Dash Valley dot org. I think you'll find it, or just call town hall at seven six zero three six nine seven two zero nine. Seven two zero nine. Yeah, just just call Yucca Valley Town Hall and just ask them in the next planning commission meeting because they have continued the discussion. They started having the discussion. They didn't make a decision. They did what they called a continuation. So yes, they are continuing to discuss that. And they will at the next meeting. I just don't have the date of that next meeting. I believe it's in May. It is in May. Okay. okay, someone's saying May. So we will be sure to publicize it on the radio. I know they'll have it in the newspaper. So they'll. information out there on when that meeting will take place. Excellent. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bo, you're on the radio. Good morning. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day, Bo, and I'm on the radio, and so are you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, there was a, there's, there's a couple of things that usually perplex me about people when they when they talk about marijuana, uh, and, they, and they usually refer to just smoking the, the drug, but there's there's far more uses than just that. I uh, um, back when I was helping out a collective uh, a number of years ago, there were contractors and construction workers that picked up uh, lotion for arthritis and joint pain, uh, back pain lotions, uh, coconut oil. You can have a derivative that's straight honey, so you can put it in your tea. There's more uses than than most people know or understand. And the biggest issue that I have is that. Almost every person on this globe has a medical reason for using a derivative of marijuana in some form for some sort of ailment. If you have depression, uh, joint pain, arthritis, back pain, headaches, uh, seizures uh, with uh, Charlotte's Web, it's a, it's, it's a famous train used for uh, children that has no CBD or no THC in it uh -huh. that prevents, that actually takes away epileptic seizures. 
there's a new video that's been circulating of a guy with, uh, I think it's Alzheimer's. Well, uh, oh, Parkinson's. This is a guy with Parkinson's, and he's shaking, he's shaking. After about 30 minutes of a couple doses of a particular strain, all his symptoms go away. So, and then there was another famous video called Run from the Cure. That it's, it's really, the side effects of marijuana are, you know, hungry, happy, sleepy. <laughs> Other than that, there's been no, no proven overdoses, no proven deaths on marijuana. They, maybe operating a motor vehicle and driving might not be the best thing to do. Which is with any drug. With, just with, 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 with any other drug. Including alcohol, so, yeah. Including alcohol, which in my opinion is far worse than marijuana, yeah. especially when in the uh, motor and reflexes yeah. aspect of it. But that's those would be my just two cents. There. All right. Well, I appreciate your two cents, Bo. You have a great day, okay? You too, Gary. All right, bye. Seven six zero three six six eight four seven one. We're going to take a quick little break. We'll be right back with the final portion of our show. you just need to say a special I'm sorry or a hearty thank you or I love you. Even send a friend have a great day to make it all better. Say it with fresh flowers. Bada Bling Florist and Gifts has the best local flowers. Same day hand delivered to your door. Custom arrangements, candies and gifts and layaway too. Brides, ask about the arch rentals to make your day special. Bada Bling Florist and Gifts. Open every day at 8 a.m. on Adobe and 29 Palms or call 760-800-1314 to place your next order. If you could save hundreds, even thousands of dollars on your family's household budget, would you do it? Every day, hundreds of homeowners are saving with the solar systems they've installed through Solar Now, the local hero solar contractor who's been here for over 25 years. There's no upfront cost, and the system is paid for on your property taxes. You can most likely deduct the interest, and it transfers to the new homeowner if you sell. Unlike the leases out there, it will increase your home's value, too. Call Mark Hines of Solar Now today and get a no-pressure, hassle-free quote. Call 228 Homestyle food in a casual, cozy atmosphere. There's no place better than Park Rock Cafe. Meatball subs, Philly cheesesteaks, and crispy paninis filled to your order. And top it off with a caramel or pumpkin spice latte or a peppermint mocha. It's unforgettable deliciousness at the Park Rock Cafe. Open every day at 8 a.m. so you can start your day with breakfast and an espresso latte. Next to the Park Visitor Center in downtown Joshua Tree. Hearing loss can affect a loved one's whole quality of life. If you have a family member whose hearing is not what it should be, bring them to the Yucca Valley Miracle Ear Hearing Center for a free hearing evaluation. Miracle Ear provides top-notch hearing care services. For hearing loss and hearing protection devices, call Carol at 365-0691 to book your Miracle Ear appointment today. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, next to KFC on Yucca Trail in Yucca Valley. It is uh, 10.50, and we are back with the Z1077 Up Close Show. I'm Gary Danielle. Our producer is Erica O. Gonzalez. Today on St. Patrick's Day, everybody's Irish. At 760-366-8471. Had a very lively conversation this morning about uh, uh, marijuana and the use of it. Um, I do want to thank Chuck McHenry, who's on the Yuck Valley Planning Commission, who called us to let us know that hearing is on May 9th. So the Yuck Valley Planning Commission has continued the hearing uh, to May 9th. And let me once again show, tell you what this hearing is about. It's not whether or not 
there should be marijuana in the town of Yucca Valley. The Yucca Valley Town Council, and that's the people who make that decision, have instructed their planning commission to come up with an ordinance that would prohibit all commercial marijuana uses within the town and then regulate personal use and cultivation of recreational marijuana. So it's not they're not deciding whether or not to have marijuana. They have been tasked by the town council, who are the people in charge, to come up with an ordinance that will prohibit commercial marijuana and will regulate personal use and cultivation of recreational marijuana. So that's what they're working on. They're not deciding do we want it or not. What they're working is wording on an ordinance to regulate recreational use and to prohibit all commercial marijuana uses within the town. 760-366-8471. Back to the phones. And Jason, you are on the radio. Good morning. Hey, Gary. This is Jason Elsasser. How are you? Fine. Good. Well, I just happened to be up in Yuck and turned the radio on and heard and, and called in. I won't say too much, but what I will say is um, I showed up to that planning commission hearing a couple nights ago. And there was an awful lot of people getting up and speaking and, man, an awful lot of fear in people's voices. The, the town voted um, a couple years ago and Measure X was defeated. So it's, it's common knowledge that, you know, there's a ban against dispensaries and they've taken a firm stance against all commercial activities. So to see something as, uh, I don't know the word to use, but uh, when they past Prop 64, uh, the, the city council had to address it. But, you know, recreational, now that we have the new administration, is under fire. So, you know, no cities, no states, no local jurisdictions are moving forward with recreational type of structuring. They, they kind of want to wait and see what the uh, new administration is going to do. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, it's just kind of like a, a, a rubber stamp, what, what's going on here with Yucca Valley. And to hear this much talk, it, it, it sounds almost like there's a lot of unfinished business. You know, we the, the measure was defeated, but at the end of the day, you know, we're living in 2017. Prop 64 makes it legal for anybody to carry an ounce for any reason whatsoever. You don't have to have a medical card. And uh, you can grow a limited number of plants, and that's just the way it is. We have a extremely robust medical marijuana program, you know, with the Medical Cannabis Regulation Safety Act that they're going to start issuing their licensing in 2018. And we're, we're fortunate for that because recreational is under fire by the feds. We have sessions, and he's made it completely clear, you know, you start moving forward with recreational licensing, you're going to be on my hit list. Now, how many states? How many states have legalized recreational marijuana? Is it is it seven? I'm not sure. I, I I'm not sure. Ten or twelve or something. I'm not sure. So, uh, if 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 uh, are the feds going to move against those states somehow? Does anybody well, know, or is that just speculation? Just like you said, you know, sometimes you know the government fluffs things up. We don't know what's going to happen, but it's it's definitely um, you know. Uh, he, he definitely came out, you know, that our highest uh, law enforcement person in the in the nation has said, you know, straight up that, you know, people that use marijuana are not good people. Did, did we like learn? It. He doesn't want anything to do with it. You know, did, did, does America learn from history? Let's think about prohibition, boys and girls. Well, all it did was create a criminal class. Yeah, well, the class of people that operate in 
cannabis is usually not the criminal element. I mean, it's a it's big business. Yeah, we had, a, medical- we had a we had a caller by the name of Patrick who called us, who has a cultivation operation in Desert Hot Springs. Who say he's just for his square footage, he's paying four hundred seventy five thousand dollars a year in taxes to the city of Desert Hot Springs, just for the cultivation square footage. Yeah, mine's about the same. Yeah, um, I have a cultivation operation also in Desert Hot Springs. Um, we haven't built it yet. We're under construction, but we're building out a thirty thousand square foot facility, and it's uh, you know it's a very big contrast just from you know a twenty minute drive up the hill. Um, Desert Hot Springs is embracing the whole Coachella Valley is starting to embrace cannabis, and we're going to see a lot of things happening. We're going to see a lot of cities here real soon that have taken a firm stance against it that are going to concede because you know the state has spoken we have a we have a department we have the bureau of medical cannabis regulation in sacramento and it is operating right now and in 2018 it's going to start list uh, issuing licenses and if you don't have local authority if you don't have a local license or local approval you you can't get those state licenses and they haven't created this this new uh, agency in Sacramento just to issue a few. You know, they, they want the tax revenue. Uh, now, just a question. If I was thinking about investing a lot, a lot of my money, I think I'd be worried about what the feds are going to do before I'd start putting out the cash. Yeah, well, some of it is a little too late for that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that feel the exact same way. All right. You know? I, hey, Jason, I appreciate your call this morning. It was nice talking to you, Gary. All right, have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. David, you're on the radio. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, David. It's a beautiful day. What would you like to speak about this morning? Well, I just wanted to make a, a quick little comment about uh, there's a lot of people employed on the base uh, from this area. And unfortunately, the federal law hasn't changed for marijuana and anybody who works on the base or anybody who's involved in a contract on the base can be tested at any time. Yeah, and David, I'm glad you brought that up because I want, I want to let folks know also under the California recreational use law, the employer can still say to an employee, you can't smoke marijuana and work here. Right. And the federal government, because it is a federal facility, says we do not allow that on the base or you to have it in your system. So I've had to have people escorted out through PMO because they had it in their system and they thought they were okay in California. Do you guys do drug testing there? Yeah, they do, randomly, yeah. Yeah, random, okay. So I, I caution, in fact, I've even had to live with, my sister who lived with me had cancer and was using marijuana. I had to ask her to do it outside because if I test the positive, I lose my job. Yeah. Well, again, as frustrating as that is, that is an employer's right to do that, especially if you work for a federal government. It'll be interesting to see whether under the new administration they take any enforcement action in these states that have legalized the use of marijuana. We'll just have to see how that plays out, huh? Yeah. I, yeah, my, I'm probably like you. I doubt whether they're going to give a lot of time to it, but who knows? Yeah. All right, David, I appreciate your call. Thank you. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. And uh, on that, that will do it for today's Up Close Show. Uh, a nice discussion on, uh, on what's happening locally with marijuana, what's happening regionally with marijuana, even what's happening in the states. And uh, we'll still wait and see what the federal government's going to do. Again, it'll be a very interesting um, 
Uh, I think a little bit of a standoff, and we'll see what the courts rule. Uh, Eleven states, I think that's what that came up, have have legalized the use of recreational marijuana and many more of the use of medical marijuana. And now we have the new attorney general for the United States of America, the federal government, saying that they're going to start enforcing that. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I think there will be a whole discussion on states' rights, uh, what, the, what the federal government has a right to do. Very interesting how this uh, plays out in the courts. One thing about the new administration is they're giving their lawyers plenty of work. On that, uh, I'll be back next week with more of the Z1077 Up Close Show. Until then, thank you for listening. Drive carefully and God bless. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Up Close, a weekly talk and interview program presented in the public interest by Z1077 News. Join Gary Denio again next Friday at 10 for more Up Close.